0: Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Okay, so tonight we are going to have a ceremony and hopefully it will be a real ceremony because there's too many marriage ceremonies that aren't real ceremonies and yeah I want to kind of begin by unpacking a little bit of the what I perceive to be the major issue of this thing that we call marriage in our culture that's not grounded in any kind of real ceremonious practice according to Chantal. So when people get married, what is usually the focus? First thing that comes to your mind. The wedding dress. The wedding, well, the wedding day, I would say, before the dress. The wedding dress. What else? The vows. The vows, yeah. Everything that just Mm-hmm. Hopefully the marriage. Pardon? Hopefully the marriage. Well, it's, it's like there's... There's actually such a thick conditioning around people coming together to complete each other that marriage is so entrenched in codependency and in controlling each other's lives and controlling their lives and routine and security that for ceremony to be authentically imbued into the coming together of two beings is completely anathema in our culture. And I would like to think that there's a new paradigm that wants to emerge on the planet where actually the marriage ceremony is a deep initiation. It's an initiation, like any significant ceremony, into the awakening of something that's greater than oneself. Into the initiation of something that's greater than happily ever after delusion that is still holds at its nucleus, the illusion of separation. It's like, I can't live without you, you can't live without me. And just like a marriage ceremony, it's not about the dress you're wearing, right? It's not about how good your vows are. It's not about the song and dance or how well you do the exercises. It's about can you meet the depths of your own soul with a level of love that says, I am here for you and choosing you every day. And when my mind is judging anything, I'm going to go into my body and purge whatever is creating separation between me and God. And if you know that your partner is God in a male form, or God in a female form, then the purge of that outer union and that outer marriage is just going to be a continuation of the purge of this. And in that has to be an intention that your joy is more important to you than your pride, that your joy is more important to you than your ego, that your joy is more important to you than trying to control something or someone that's out of your control so that you don't have to feel uncomfortable because the reason why most marriages end is because it starts to get too uncomfortable. It starts to get way too uncomfortable. And instead of being able to really purge that so that we know, am I ending this relationship with the lessons that have been learned with only love and gratitude for this person? Or am I ending this relationship to run away from a pattern that I'm only going to attract again? might be with a different person, it may look completely different, but I'm going to attract it again. Because when this doesn't change in here... It is impossible for the external to change. Yeah? Life is painful. Suffering is optional. Right? So, when I say feel your pain, that doesn't mean stay in situations that don't serve. What it means is feel it, recognize what it's telling you. And when you do, you'll only be grateful and you'll be able to end the relationships that need to end with grace. And you'll be able to begin the relationships that need to be, that are ready to be blossomed into your life with grace. What does grace mean? Grace means with God. Grace means that your mind is not small enough that you actually think that it's the person that's creating the happiness. Because as soon as someone is responsible for your happiness, maybe... They're celebrating with you and they're exalting the happiness that's already there. Maybe in those dark moments where usually you wouldn't want anyone to see you, you know that that person can see you because they love you so much, you know. Maybe the reflection of God is seen more clearly than ever through the eyes of someone who you've dissolved separation with, all of that. But if if your life is happy because of that person, they are always going to have power over you and you are always going to shit the fuck out of them because the minute they let you down because they're following their joy, because they're in their sovereignty, because they're honouring their own soul, you're going to get pissed because you don't have a fucking life. So in traditional marriage, that reeks of codependency, we are lost without the other. Also, in traditional marriage, that's entrenched in a paradigm of actual true commitment and staying with each other and not running at the first sign of hardship, there's a beautiful support system. So I think that there's a lot of beautiful things about traditional marriage that have also become lost in our culture. It's like how many, like divorce happens at the click of fingers and people aren't even going inward and looking at what, what's going on in here. It's all projected externally, right? At least our parents' generation and their parents' generation, they had a bit of longevity, you know. <laughs> they weren't as spoiled as us or, dis- or as distracted as us. They knew how to work harder, not just in marriage but in general. And then in these new kind of paradigm relationships which are where independence and sovereignty is at the centre and actually it's more mainstream to not get married, right? right? It's kind of not cool to get married even in some circles. Then what we have that's unhealthy there is they don't know how to be there for each other. They don't know how to keep working through the stuff, right? And there's this, there's this kind of part of the freedom loving that goes into the unhealthy sphere of connecting fear to something external because actually no one can ever be free if anything on the outside is dictating that freedom. Freedom comes from unconditional love. And again, with this friend I was with the other night, we were like, do you ever feel more free than the liberation of ego that happens with a child and all you feel is unconditional love? And unconditional love is felt here. It's that space of no matter how uncomfortable I am, I'm still going to love you, which is who's, who's got kids? You know that one, right? Have you ever felt love like that? And I think the initiation is possible without having kids, but it takes a deep commitment, a deep commitment. And the commitment is to God because children, when they come out of you and you've birthed this child or if you're a man, you've been there with the birth and you've held this child, is there anything closer to God? It's like this soul that's incarnated into human form that's arrived straight from source and, sh- and beaming with the eyes of of that light how can you not know unconditional love when you meet that and it's been inside of you and birthed through you and then is completely helpless and needing you in every moment so beautiful fucking pains in the asses later (laughs) but still I must say Nothing lights up my heart like when Sadal walks in the room or Jaleb with the big smile on their face and mummy, you know. Anyway, I distract. So these new paradigm relationships, you know, what I see a lot of is kids, kids with split homes as well. And there's not a lot of value <coughs> placed on being with one and working through the shit you need to work through with one. And then the beautiful part of New paradigm is that there's a lot more authentic sharing. There's a lot more real conversation going on. A bit of over-communication, I reckon. <laughs> the amount of fucking talking I did in some of my tantric relationships, I'm just like, that's where my teachings come from. Less talking, more feeling. Less talking, more fucking, because please. <laughs> 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 And, yes, so finally people are actually saying what they desire. And, I mean, the best thing about a tantric woman or a tantric man is they actually say what they mean, is that they're actually embodied enough to cry when they're sad, to let you know when something doesn't feel right, to be so free in their sensuality and in their aliveness that they can dance for you, that they're actually after something more than the 10-year plan, right? There's a presence, there's a feeling, there's a meeting of minds, bodies and hearts that is so much deeper in and out of the bedroom than the climax of a genital sneeze or buying a new television, yeah? (laughs) So let's imagine that a marriage ceremony, this kind of, new marriage ceremony, where the meaning of marriage is actually felt and committed to and there's something deeper going on than what we've discussed. Let's say that if that happens, that actually you're marrying God, right? And that if you want to know God, you have to know yourself. If you want to know another, you have to know yourself because actually in the seeking of knowing If it's without the greatest seeking of God within you and knowing yourself, then the knowing of the other has an agenda. You just want to get to know them so that you can do enough shit right to not lose them. Right? And there's so much to be said to listening. And, you know, like, and, and I'll use the analogy with kids again. It's like when your kids open up to you, you're listening like a motherfucker, right? You're like, especially when they're teenagers, they're opening up. Fucking I'm not leaving this seat. Yeah, yeah. And then so I was like, Mum, just back off a of bit. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. And I'm so excited. It doesn't matter what she's saying. I'm just like, oh, my God. She's like, stay cool, stay cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Why do you, why do you keep saying, yeah, Mum, stop saying that? okay. Just sit there. <laughs> and then eventually, she reaches her vulnerability, right? So, the immature feminine in all of us stays hidden when we're really upset sometimes. And what replace, what? What's in front of that feminine is this masculine that's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> what? What are you even talking about? <laughs> so that, that starts to come down and there's this space of, okay, can I ne- get to know God in all of its forms? And when I'm in my verbal diarrhoea, when I'm thinking something that's not spiritual, God forbid, I used to be so hard on myself now I, d- I actually think it's really funny. I, I would like, look at something and I'd think, oh, I wish that I had a body like that. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, I just compared. I'm so bad. Oh, my God, I'm jealous. I'm so bad. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm fucking jealous, bitch. And I don't give a fuck. And then I'll just breathe. Notice it. Ah! If she fucking touches him, I'm going to fucking kill her. Ah! I'm better now. Right? So, so there's, 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 a more, there's a realness. And you can hear things without judgement. And when you can hear things from your own brain without judgement, then you can hear things from another brain without judgement. Right? Because it's really not personal. Whatever someone's saying. I think that the number one hardest thing to conquer in not buying into separation is the shadow need to be right? That know it all. It's like, yep, yeah, Well, not only am I right, but I have cases to prove it. Because last week you did this, and last month you did that, and then you're like, mm, what do you say about that? Oh, ah, well. What about when you did this, this, and this? And did you ever think that maybe I felt like this, this, and that? Oh, I can't believe you're bringing that up. And it goes. And it goes, and it's like, why do we do that to ourselves? Because we would rather be right than be in our joy because actually choosing joy in that moment is listening with compassion. If the person gets abusive, it's saying, hey, I really want to be here for you, but if you keep projecting on me, I can't keep listening. And then if they do, you say, talk to me when you know what you need, and you walk away. And that's it. And all of the communication tools that you've been learning through the last eight weeks are not going to work unless you let go of the know-it-all. And the thing that's so thick about the know-it-all is because that's where you got your gold stars from in school. I had fucking heaps of know-it-all gold stars. (laughs) I even had a board in my room and I'd put all the golden stars. I was so proud of them. And then when I finished highest in year 12 and like had my certificate, put that on the wall, and then law school and honorary certificates and anthroposophy, da-da-da-da, and I just had a wall full of certificates. So the golden stars matured into certificates. And who cares if you're not happy? But someone told us one day that to be happy, you need security. And that to be secure, you need money. And so all of our focus goes on knowing everything, having security, getting money, accumulating wealth, and making sure that when we retire, we have enough money to enjoy the retirement village. Because we haven't been happy, so probably we haven't developed close enough relationships to anyone that they're going to live with us when we're... In our 70s, right? There are a lot of lonely old people in the world in retirement homes. We had to we had to go to retirement homes as part of the Steiner training, and then we went to. A, they do as well as having Steiner schools. So Steiner is an alternative mode of education that actually honors the feeling body for people who don't know and spirituality and the rhythms and beautiful creative expression. And it's the most beautiful home. It's like, and you see the old people are just so happy. There's colours everywhere, you know, the people who work there are in colour, they're sculpturing, they're water painting, there's amazing music and every day they are singing together. It's so beautiful, right? God's in the house. And I'm all for money but if I have to give up joy for money, no fucking way. If I have to give up a temple that honours love and freedom more than security for money, no fucking way. I I know so many people who are loaded and miserable. The more you're focused on money and security as a, a place for happiness, the more you remove from what really brings you happiness, and you don't know what to do with your time. You don't know how to be alone. You don't know how to find joy from the inside out. And... For some people, it's not money. For some people, it's relationship. Well, The feminine in all of us, the way that we seek security is through relationship. The masculine in all of us, the way that we seek security is through a job and finance, right? Let's face it. So really, both those parts of us need to be questioned. If I didn't have a relationship and I was on my own, can I find freedom, love and joy in that? If I wasn't making lots of money, if I had to give up a job I didn't like, can I find joy in that? And basically what they both require is the mystery. It's being with the unknown. Because if we've got the job, we've got the security, we know what's coming up, we know what equity we're building, all of that stuff, it's like right, we're in the known, this is good. We've got a relationship, we're like, this is good, this is solid, right? And we keep building from this sense of security. But if we don't have a relationship, we don't know who we're going to be with, right? If we don't have a job and we're not earning money, we don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not suggesting put yourself in a position where you don't have a relationship and you don't have money. Both can be experienced with both. But what that requires is in a union, right? What that requires is a deep knowing of oneself. And to really know yourself is to know God, To really know yourself is to have the capacity to know another and to know God. So let's see how well you know yourself, yeah? So everybody close your eyes again. Take a deep breath into your belly. And just check it out. Check out what's going on in there. How would you be if you lost your job or you lost your relationship or both? Would it feel like the world was going to end? And just give some sound to what it would feel like if you lost your security, whether that's a job or a relationship or both. What would that feel like? What would it feel like to be in the unknown? What would it feel like to be in the mystery? Now I'm gonna put another spanner in the works. You can't lose anyone if you're truly in union with them. There's nothing to lose. Oneness is here. You can't lose a job that is your soul's purpose. It will never leave you. It's your life. When you and your partner no longer feel like it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like... Physical, the physical determines the oneness experienced. That's marriage. Separation has dissolved. Hiros gamos. You can't lose, you can't lose that person. Because you're the same fucking person. You're both the source from which you both came and you'll both return to the source from which you both came. The separation between you is an illusion. You haven't lost anything. And when you lose someone, you've lost security. Just like when you lose a job, you lose security. But when you no longer feel on purpose when you no longer feel at one, atoned, atonement, at one moment. That's when you lose what you're really looking for or you're not feeling what is actually there that brings happiness, which is a life to live completely aligned with who you are. You can't lose anything from that space. It's impossible. But how can you live a life completely aligned with who you are if you don't know who that is? So who are you? Who are you? Are you your mind? Are you your body? If you're your mind and your body, and you're your body, you'll need security. If you are the watcher of the mind... if you are the soul that dwells within this body, then that changes the game. You are not your mind. You are not your body. Who are you? Who are you? You think that the thoughts you think are who you are. It's just your genetics and conditioning. It has nothing to do with who you are. Patterned beliefs that repeat themselves over and over again to create separation between you and God, between you and the beloved who is God. So, this soul, this soul that dwells within, that is not this mind, that is not this body, that's your fucking soulmate. If you cannot promise that soulmate, that inner soulmate, if you cannot promise your soul, to love you no matter what, if you can't promise that soul that you will say yes every day, if you cannot say yes to to your soul's happiness, if you can't say yes to being with it all, with that soul... If you can't say yes to feeling that soul, to listening to that soul, how are you going to say yes with authenticity on your wedding day to the soul that's before you? All you'll be saying yes to is to what that soul does for you. Can you say yes? to that soul, irrespective of your projections of your own happiness onto that soul, can you say, yes, I choose you to your own soul so that when you stand before another soul, you can say yes to them with all of you? And actually, when you say yes fully to that inner soulmate, you're not attached to marriage anymore. It's like, if we get married, we get married. If we don't, we don't. I'm married anyway. And you feel the depth of that marriage 100%. There may be a part of you that is ready for that ceremony with another, for that initiation, and you're wanting that. But then if you don't get that, it's not gonna be the end of the world. Because that ceremony lives inside of you every morning when you choose yourself over and over again. I choose me even when my shit comes up. I choose me even when I haven't acted in the best way. I choose me even when I look like shit. I choose me when I'm sad. I choose me when I'm happy. I choose me when I'm angry. I choose me when I'm frustrated. I choose me to give myself pleasure. I choose me when I don't feel any pleasure. I choose me to bring me joy. I choose me to comfort me in difficult times. And then I can choose you for all of that. But if I don't choose me first, I'm not choosing you. I don't have a fucking choice. I need you. I depend on you. When you don't choose that within, you take away your fucking choice. There is no choice. The yes on the wedding day is a load of fucking shit. You have no choice. Why do they even ask? Instead of saying, do you choose? The question should be, do you need? That would be a more clearer representation for most marriages. So all of the teachings that have been around our projections on someone being our saviour who gives us our happily ever after and who makes us so happy, or our enemy who takes away our forever and makes us miserable, who takes away our happiness. This is the final night because this is the final peace. Until you choose you, you won't be able to do any of those practices. The soulmate within is the one that you've been looking for all of your life. And that soul has a life, has a heartbeat has a light beyond its fucking job and its relationship. This soul has a purpose. This soul has a relationship in here. This soul is God. How often do you sing with God? Do you dance with God? Do you spend time alone? in nature, feeling the giggles of God in the wind, feeling the miracle of God in the blades of grass and the blossoming flowers, feeling the glory of God when you look up at the sky, grand, organised design. I'm not talking about church God. I'm talking about grand, organized designs something much bigger than your little personality that wants security. There is so much more to life than that. And if you want a tantric relationship, which I'm assuming you do because you've come to a course called Relationship Tantra. If you want a tantric relationship, there is the Holy Trinity. Always, in everything, you, another, and God. And in the center of that is love and freedom. If you want to know yourself, you have to know God. If you want to know God, you have to know yourself. If you want to know another, you have to know God. If you want to know God, you have to know another. Can you get over yourself? Can you get over yourself enough that the love that you feel is not conditional upon security? The love that you feel is something that is vibrating through your cells, that is who you are because you found what you've always been looking for, which is your inner soulmate who is there for you no matter what, who doesn't judge you, who sees God in you, who sits with you in your pain, who celebrates with you in your joy, who wants you to feel joy, who shows you in your aloneness what brings you joy. So just imagine... That you're a serpent. And tonight you're shedding your skin. You're letting the part of you die that depends on some external relationship or security plan for your happiness. So start moving like a serpent and start maybe feeling the fears that come up with that. Start maybe feeling the emotions that come up with that. If there are any, maybe there's just bliss as you're shedding your skin. Allow it some sound. Shed the skin of codependency. Shed the skin of codependency. You will never be able to choose you as long as you have that skin. No one and nothing is responsible for your happiness. Your happiness is right inside your own being. So these vows are really a chance for your heart to expand into a space of beginning a new relationship today. And it's like from today, there's this new relationship. This is your primary relationship. And you're going to get to know each other. You're going to get to know yourself. And in the manual, there's suggested practices between your masculine and your feminine and uniting them. There wasn't enough time to do that and to go to soul. But eventually, when you go into the duality of masculine and feminine for long enough and they get on board with that, you you go beyond duality into soul, Right. But some of you may really get a lot out of the practices in the manual where you're really moving between the masculine and the feminine, getting to know them individually till they become one. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And, you know, really all of the teachings come down to one thing. When you stop trying to be anywhere other than you are and you're just you, which can only be found through the breath, it's all fucking good. (laughs) Right? You're sad when you're sad. You're happy when you're happy. You're not resisting anything. You're not attaching to anything. asking for what you need. You're holding space. You can witness without judgment. And there's a natural growing compassion for people because the more that you mine your own heart and dig into the depths of the mystery of your own darkness and your own soul and you see all the parts of yourselves that are screaming for attention and you begin to integrate them... And instead of when stuff comes up that you hate about yourself, you look at it and you go, wow, and then you find out what that part needs instead of judging the fuck out of it, you can also show up in that way for others. So an exciting new world is possible where we're in a childlike state of just beingness. And the past isn't running our lives and neither is the future. The moment of the breath is taking us into the authenticity of whatever is fully alive, fully present and totally fucking out of control. Yeah. You're not controlling your reality anymore. You're saying, I surrender, I surrender to a bigger picture, I surrender to grand organized design. I trust that you'll catch me. Yeah. And and in that it's it's truth. That's truth. You know, from the time that I stopped trying to control my experiences and truly surrendered into what the greatest teacher, which is life, had to show me, that's when I embodied awakening and that's when I really created the life of my dreams. And it's, it, it, it's this space of really it's, it's so it's, it's you no longer believe your own bullshit And you no longer take on other people's bullshit, right? That's pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. You just fucking Mm -hmm. stop the bullshit. All right. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.